please welcome the man voted most handsome in his high school class, the incredibly legendary Liberty DeVito. My uh, my high school class, actually uh, half of them were blind. And, uh, they, they, they <laughs> Previously, on Billy Joel A to Z. Billy would come in, we would start to record an album. He might have two songs written, but he had a lot of bits and pieces, he called them. You know, he never threw away little pieces that he was messing with. And he played me and Doug just the first verse, because that's all he had, of Summer Highland Falls. And me and Doug looked at each other, and we looked at Billy and went, you've got to finish that. favorite opens we talk about it all because we don't know why he doesn't open with this all the time would be easy money what's great and one it's your drumming on that is that opening is so much fun do you know how many people on youtube have tried to emulate it it's oh really a lot yeah <laughs> yeah I, I forgot that we had done that song or that it was going to be in the movie and i went to see the movie and i sat there and and, and all of a sudden you just hear bah, 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 all right bah. That's the best ending ever. He goes, oh, for years, I wouldn't kiss her on the mouth. I wind up kissing her ass. And then, <laughs> Liberty. I mean, that's, that's exciting. When you see it in the movie, you're sitting there. That must have been unbelievable. Oh, and it was so loud. And, and like, <laughs> it's just like, great. Yeah. And and it kicks off the album, too. I mean, that's exciting. You just, an innocent man, it just kicks it off. You're drumming. It's, it's very, that's got to be a, a high. Well, you know what's great about that song was that Phil Ramone brought in a lot of other musicians. It was me and Doug, and then then it was Russell and David and uh, Eric Gale played played guitar, Leon Jarvis or whatever his name was I forget played organ, Richard T played piano, Bill we we had a horn section, and girl singers, and Billy was just in a in a vocal booth. Just sang. Wow. Yeah. And we and it was recorded all at once. That's amazing. Once. That's wow. what it, yeah. I guess it kind of sounds that way. Yeah. That song, apparently, Billy has never played live, but we always think like that. Why doesn't he play what, you know, when you were in the band or even now, like how come he sticks to the same playlist a lot of the time? I, I guess it's kind of like what you were saying before. People are coming out, spending a lot of money. He yeah. wants to give them the hits. But did you ever feel like, man, I wish we could vary this a little bit and play some of those hidden gems? Yeah, I always really wanted to play like Laura, you know. I, yeah, that, that's probably one of my favorite tunes that we've done. You know. Well, you said the Nylon Curtain is your favorite album. Not here, yeah. but I've seen you say it before. Yes, it that is. makes a lot of sense. That seems like a musician's album. Yeah, and it was. Uh, it's a really thought out, like sitting there thinking, like, what am I going to play on this? What you know, what should we do on this? But yeah, that was. Uh, that's but that's another one. really good drumming too. The pressure uh, live is yeah. really awesome as well drumming wise you know there's an excitement that builds yeah well <laughs> so it's girls again <laughs> uh, you know it's so it's tough for us to uh talk to you sometimes because we're also uh in awe so it's like we, we can't believe well, you, you well, know, let me you. it's like you're, you're our paul mccartney today so it, you know. 
when I talk about girls, you know, I, I'm, I'm cursed because I've had three wives and I have four daughters so and one <laughs> granddaughter. So it's no boys. <laughs> Who are you married to now? Annalise, it's her name. Oh, now you have a daughter. You have a daughter that's an actress. Yes. And she sometimes or did work with Stevie Nicks. Is that no, correct? The, the other one did. Um, Tori. Tori is the actress. Marielle oh. worked with, went on the road with Fleetwood Mac and did uh, dressing rooms and cut their hair and stuff. And, you know. Oh, I thought somebody played the violin. No, that Tori played the violin. That's what I mean. But on, a, on one recording, but on one yes. record, I mean, yes. <laughs> for you, that's just like she only played on one record. You know, for us, we're like, well, that's pretty good. And, <laughs> yeah. and then, so you were working with Stevie Nicks. You were drumming for her band. That's how you met your that particular wife. That particular one, yeah. And I only ask because <laughs> you know Billy's touring with Stevie Nicks now, so it seems like it all is coming around. That's why you know I'm confused uh, by that matchup. I emailed Billy and I said, uh, you know what you two guys have in common? Me. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I was that's hoping all. you were going to say that. That's all. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. But you, uh, well, you must be, but that's pretty two talented daughters right there. Well, that guy's the third that uh, she's a nurse now at a pediatric hospital. She was, she was the one I thought was going to be a musician. She was in the, uh, punk band like a you know like a green day kind of band she played bass and uh, then she gave it up and went to school and now she's a nurse that's uh, the right that's the, the most right disappointing one she's a pediatric nurse yeah. well that's what it was you were you, your daughter played the you get this alan i don't think you know about this his daughter tori played the violin at christy brinkley's wedding to peter cook and on stevie's album yeah but tori was like 10 when she played the wedding I think I know it's just kind of funny that to marry somebody else, not your friend, Billy, like it's just so <laughs> all over the place. It's <laughs> fascinating the way the no. music industry, of course, is very incestuous. But but the, the song Down East or Alexa was the one that got her excited. She came to a rehearsal when we were using Mindy Jocelyn on, on the violin and she played on that song with us when we did Down East or Alexa. And that's when Tori first saw it at a rehearsal and she went. Oh, I want to do that, you know. Wow. Oh, yeah, because that violin playing was great. I think I must have seen, I guess it was Mindy when you were on SNL doing it. I think it was her or there was another one. That, you know, the new release of uh, Yankee Stadium, Lisa Germano, Germano or something. Uh, it played uh, with. Because I was there that Ranzobi night when you that. were on uh, SNL. I was I was actually there at the uh, dress rehearsal. It was really exciting for me. Oh, yeah. Uh, at the end of that one, I throw sticks at Billy, but the, the screen in front of me, <laughs> I hit the screen. Well, that's the a big question. You were there the night uh, when the first night you guys were on Saturday Night Live, you were there the night the, the legendary Chevy Chase, Bill Murray allegedly fight. Uh, did you know any of that was going on? Any of the back story to that at all? Well, when the cops showed up, we kind of <laughs> knew something was going on here. Uh, and then people told us, you know, uh, Bill was writing jokes that Chevy didn't care for. You know, it was being it was insulting to him. So they had it out. You know. oh, that's so I cool. saw an interview where, where um, Chevy Chase says it was also actually Belushi who who start, instigated the whole thing. <laughs> I saw that, too. Yeah, I think he said it on Howard Stern. Yeah. And he's blaming Belushi, which is brilliant because, you know, he can't rebuttal. No, he can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I've heard about Chevy is he's that way.
but so here's a good question for you. This we've been uh, really wondering about this. You guys were making music videos, especially that 52nd Street one is our favorite. Uh, the what was it's, I think it's my life. And it starts with stiletto and you're in that playground. And what I'm saying is for 52nd Street, there might be two or three videos for glass houses. There might be four or five. What made you guys decide to make little movies back when no one there was no MTV? Well, you're right. When we did 52nd Street, there was no MTV yet. But I think it did come when. Glass Houses came out. It was close, but if Glass Houses came in 80 and MTV started in 81, it's cutting it extremely close. Yeah, well, Glass Houses came out in 79, right? 80. Liberty, please. I think I'll... No, I feel like an idiot (laughs) correcting you. (laughs) What came out first? Songs in the Attic or... or, uh... (laughs) Um, Glass Houses before Songs in the Attic. Right. Songs in the Attic was 81, 81. and Nylon Curtain was 82, yeah. Okay, so why do we make the videos? I don't know. Well, as or, always, one, I mean, that's a really uh, forward-thinking choice, you know, because, you know, a lot of people just weren't doing that, and it's amazing that you have all this pristine footage from back then. It's exciting. It, we're lucky that we have it. No? You don't care for it? No, I don't. You look so cool. <laughs> And that big shot one where you just play standing the up, it's, which is the best so on. cool. This is the best on no, no shirt. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, that's the thing, right? Would you ever do that today? Wear a vest with no shirt? No. Yeah. Well, you see what I'm saying? That's why you. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. You look back like the longest time video is like, oh, my God. How did that's we do you that? Voted most, uh, <laughs> most handsome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that going from old guys to and i had to wear a wig to be the new guy i was already losing my hair and you know <laughs> he i bet billy when, when he finally hit 45 hair. was pretty happy with uh in the video he looked uh probably younger than his actual 45 year old self look <laughs> right yeah he does i didn't realize that uh it, it, that video was recorded um right around the block from where i live at pratt university oh right yeah and i didn't realize that until these guys from this website went there and got themselves in the same positions as we did. Oh, that's so cool. And they said, oh, we went to Pratt today with a video. And I was like, oh my God, I go there all the time. When, when my daughter was really little, I have a five-year-old, what's she going to be six next week? But um, we used to, I used to wail it there in, in, in a carriage at the Pratt. And I didn't know it was the same place. <laughs> that's so funny. See, see that stuff, That that that's, I think that's why we do, did so well. It was like, you take the stuff, you make the album, and then you dump the album and then you go on the road and you play those songs and then you come home and you dump the songs out of your memory blank and then you work on a new They're one over. yeah you know so that's why you don't think about like what the, the changes when i hear the people like you changed my life it's like really <laughs> well right. you know it's, you're just it's, working yeah and and you were always like if there was a, a break where he between innocent man and the bridge and the bridge stormfront, there's a three or four year break. You were always just working with other people, right? I mean, you were always working. Yeah. Phil yeah. kept us working a lot. Oh, Phil did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We, uh, what's the name of Irene Cara, Crawley Simon. He, Phil was the one that brought us all in. You know, we began. Oh, right. That's right. Uh, Phil band. produced the Flashdance uh, album. 
Yes. Which we decided uh, was a problem because which because that's why an innocent man couldn't win because Flashdance won that year for best album. So he, yeah. he screwed himself. <laughs> well, the stranger never went to number one and only made it to number two because Saturday Night Fever was number one. <laughs> right. And the stranger never got nominated because they didn't realize he was going to be such a powerhouse. And then, you know, then they you 52nd Street, although we love that album, technically won for the stranger. We always feel, you know, they, yeah, they had to give it his, his yeah. due. The makeup There's great songs on there. There's great. Oh songs yeah, no, it's like it's amazing. We, we all know. I mean, it's one, two, three, four from Turnstiles to Glass Houses. Those are the prime years. You know, as soon as you came on board, everything changed, oh. turned around for this well, guy. Just, just like the Beatles, right? When Ringo came on board, everything exactly. Turned for it. <laughs> it's the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's you know you talk about the the albums and and the battles that kind of went on. We're, there's a documentary just going to come out. It's going to be the ultimate Billy Joel documentary. It won't come out till uh, like 2025 or 20, something like that, 24. And uh, everybody has done interviews for it, you know. And the great thing is, is that Elizabeth Weber tells what really happened. Things Wait, that they, we didn't they got know. her in the documentary? Yes. It's the wow. only time. It's the only time. It was time for us to set the record straight. You know, like people, there's so many tribute bands. It's like, you know, everybody always says, did you make up those parts? Did you make up? Well, it was our, our time to tell that this wow. is what really happened. Holy shit. It, it, you know, so. You know, we talk about, you know, all this stuff all the time, especially with Elizabeth and all the, you know, because every song is either about her or against her. And then, you know, we're horrible brother and everything. And and I can't believe they got her to, to talk because she's, we can't find her anywhere. No, she doesn't talk. She doesn't talk. She just did this one. I mean, that's exciting. And then you guys got to also tell your side of the story too. You're saying, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, that's yeah. going to be great. That'll be great to hear. Like the, we love these stories about what happens in the studio and everything. And um, I mean, it, Billy Joel, obviously, you know, he wrote all the songs, but could one of you guys come into the studio and say, Hey, I got a new song. Could we try this out? What would Billy have done? Or did that ever happen? That no, only once. He was uh, doing a, uh, the cartoon Oliver was coming out. Disney was doing right. Oliver and Billy sang a song on it. Uh, Why should I worry? It's called. Mm -hmm. It was, uh, it was written by Dan Hartman. They wanted him to write it. We, we were making the bridge album. He was kind of really overworked trying to think of songs and writing songs and stuff like that. I sat next to him on the piano and, and he was just doodling and Phil came and told him, he said, you really need to write this song for this movie. They want you to write this song. And he goes, I don't want to do it. And he looked at me, he goes, here, you do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I wrote a song called I'm the Greatest. <laughs> and and he, he actually recorded it. There's a recording of it somewhere. Wow. Oh, we've got to find this. <laughs> yeah, we got to find that one. <laughs> Because we do episodes even about the unreleased songs, the demos, anything that's on record, we'll do an episode about. So we've gotten into some real deep cuts, but we haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, we did uh, yeah. Money or Love. Money or Love. You're wondering about that one because or is it about what we think it's about? Or, I mean, is it is it about you guys? Or well, I think it's about um, his relationship with Doug. Oh, with Doug. Yeah. 
But was it, it hard to play on that song, knowing that it was such a personal thing about your bandmate who had just left the band? Oh, uh, yeah, it was kind of weird, you know. There's a, there's a, a podcast, Michael Grosvenor runs it. I, I forget what it's called, Billy Joel. Oh, Glass Houses. Yeah. I think he has a copy of that, Why Should I Worry? No, oh. I should worry. Um, I'm the greatest. I'm the greatest. Okay. Oh, I'm a, oh, well, that's good to. <laughs> we'll get it from him. Rivaling Billy Joel podcast. Yeah, we'll, get we'll throw a rock at his glass house and steal it. <laughs> what, uh, <laughs> can we ask you why did um, Billy change producers from Phil Ramone after uh, after the bridge? Why did he move on? Well, well, this is what I tell everybody about why did he get rid of Doug? Why did he get rid of Russell? Why did he get rid of? You know, Richie, they get rid of these people. It's like, and me and, and you know, Phil, well, he's been in this business for 50 years or more, right? In this business, if you don't change, you're going to be left behind. You know, a lot of bands, they, they just can't make that jump into something else. So by changing personnel, Billy was able to make the jump. And when he finally got done with the bridge, which the bridge was very hard for Billy to make. Um, it, it took a lot, you know, I mean, for him to say to Chris, Cindy Lauper, I, I can't come up with lyrics with this. You, can you help me here? You know, it was time for a different producer. And he wanted a more guitar-oriented record this time. He originally had asked uh, Eddie Van Halen to do it, to produce it. But he was busy. Yeah. It was so, Eddie who suggested Mick Jones. Am yeah, I correct? Yeah. I think so, yeah. You like working with him? Mick with Jones? Mick? Yeah. Yeah, Mick was cool. I actually got to play on his record. He was making oh. a record at the same time. Oh, cool. So, yeah. And, um, yeah, he was good. I mean, he was waiting for the Liberty DeVito that he liked to show up, you know, playing-wise. And it wasn't until Down East or Alexa that, he, that when I went into the control room and he said, that's the Liberty DeVito I've been waiting for. Wow. You know, because it's so creative and it's, you know, it, the part is just fits so well. And yeah. speaking of that album, did I'm assuming it's like what we started the podcast with. Could you ever have imagined that We Didn't Start the Fire was going to be his last number one or that it would go to number one and that it would just be a staple in his canon? It's unbelievable. And did did you laugh at him when he came up? He's like, hey, I got an idea. Well, I actually I mean, was sitting next to him when he wrote it. The, the, the song was originally called Jolene, but it was more like, Jolene, won't you take me as I am? Like that kind of thing. Really? Uh, yeah. And then it was when somebody, some kid asked him, they said, the kid said, it's so hard these days. And you guys had it so easy. Nothing ever happened when you were young. That's why he started with his And he had a book, Chronicles, it was called. It's a really thick book. And he went to his birthday and he just kept turning the pages. Boop, boop. All the things that happen. I mean, how, how did you decide that this is the way it would be? We're just going to do names and we're going to say them fast and kind of like a rap. I mean, you know, it's just it's it's so different and a departure from everything. And yeah, he just put that together uh, really quick because we had all the songs done. I remember we uh, we had just the last song that we had done before that was uh, I got to extremes. And Columbia Records came in to listen, and they said, we hear the second single. We don't hear our first one yet. And that's it when he wrote We Didn't Start the Fire. Wow. That's, Those record execs. Take, 
Did you take anything out of Stormfront to put it on, or you just added another song? Just added another song. Or you just added another song. It's just, yeah. it, you know, that song is just so weird. I mean, I love it. I've always loved it since it came out. And it's one of those things, like, I don't know why I love it. And then when he plays it as an encore, we're all sitting there going, this is unbelievable, but you you almost feel like an idiot. Like, how could this work? <laughs> how is this possible? You know, it, it, it's funny because I, I always wanted him to um, update it. Every time we went on tour, I said, why don't you update it? You know, do it an extra verse. At <laughs> wow. The end, you know, I, ah, it's enough already. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be a 20 minute song by now. Yeah. Yeah, right. I'd still be playing it. Well, it's funny. We, I always talk about how when we're at the concerts, it's, there's nothing funnier than seeing a, a bunch of a people, you know, a bunch of festive people just singing uh, Mr. Cacciatore down on Sullivan Street, just screaming, <laughs> yeah, Mr. Cacciatore next to the medical center. And you're like, how is this possible that this works? And it's yeah. just uh, the whole the whole journey is uh, unbelievable. Well, I feel that way about like Piano Man. It's like I, I'm not a fan of Piano Man. I wasn't before I was in the band, and I, I still don't. I still don't understand why it is so popular. You I don't know, get it I, either. But it's like a thing, like a beer song. Like so right. The just... only thing I can, I can come up with is if it wasn't for The Stranger, Fifty Second Street, and Glass Houses, nobody'd be singing Piano Man. Right. You, you know. Well, when you first started playing with him in '75, right, '75 or so, like. What were the songs that the fans then were like excited to hear? Oh, that's good. Well, Piano Man. I, I didn't know that. I didn't <laughs> even know there was. A, I didn't even know there was a beginning to Piano Man. Like that. Doom. Then he stayed, played the, piano, the harmonica. Right. Uh, Doug used to tell me when he was in the band before I got in it. He used to say it's. It, when Billy plays that beginning, as soon as he starts it, people go crazy. I went, what beginning? The harmonica? He goes, no, there's a whole piano thing in the beginning. I didn't even know it. But yeah, they like that. I mean, we were doing all those songs. Uh, Billy the Kid was a great one to do. Right. Um, Street Life Serenader was a great one. Roberta was a great one. You know, yeah, love there's that a song. lot of good songs on that record, on those two records. But the, the recordings of them, I mean, the sounds are good and everything like that, but it doesn't have that, like, these guys fit with me. You know, it's like they're studio guys and Billy's here. One's yeah. here, one's here. So this, this was like us together. With your band, the Lords of 52nd Street, Yes. Uh, what songs do you prefer? Like, I know that you enjoy playing Zanzibar the yes. most. Uh, well, what other songs do you enjoy playing the most? Well, we the do Billy band? the Kid. We do. We oh, you do, do? Kid on occasions. Yeah, we did Captain Jack last night, two nights ago. We did Captain Jack. We do a lot of the crap. Like you I do said. handball. Handball. <laughs> no, but I did suggest it to Richie the other day. I said we should do handball. Nobody does it. It's and so I, good. I have a band called the Fun Club. Look at look this up. The Fun Club. We did handball. No way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we did handball we did handball we did she's got away and we did uh you may be right but we did them differently uh handball is like a more guitar heavier guitar bat boom but you know like a kind of, she's got away is like a, a, a groove like 
she's got a way about her. Like an R&B song. Oh, that sounds I don't like fun. know what it is. Yeah. And um, uh, you may be right. It's done like a, a, a like New Orleans. Oh, wow. And, fun. And I was living in Orlando at the time. And uh, when it says, I walked through Bedford style alone, the, the singer in the band sang, I walked through Disney World alone. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> the crowd likes that kind of stuff. Yeah. What, who, who's your lead singer in that band? In the Lords? Yeah. Uh, his name is Dan Orlando. <laughs> Dan, Dan Orlando. Yeah. He's yeah. Well, I told you my at the beginning, my sister saw them, had no idea who you guys were. She doesn't understand. And just say, I just saw this band and they were unbelievable. They do Billy Joel songs. And um, she didn't understand the history of it and said, you guys were amazing. She called to tell me just out of the blue. And uh, now we can't wait to go. Are you playing? Uh, I you know you have the Florida tour. Are you playing here where we live anytime soon? Um, this was in Jersey. She saw you, but we didn't know. Oh, I think we're playing Jersey again. Let me look. Yeah. Jersey works for me. In fact, speaking of which, I just started working at Montclair State University where you've been doing a drumming clinic there for a couple of years. Yes. At Montclair. Yeah. Yeah. I do a lot of that stuff. I'm going to be in Delaware two, two weekends from now. There's a drum fest there, but I'm just going to meet and greet, you know, that kind of thing. Um, let me but see you work with kids sometimes teaching them. Yes. That's fantastic. That's exactly what you should be doing. That's really nice. It's fun like to hear that kind of stuff. Let's see. New Jersey. Where's New Jersey? Where is New Jersey? Oh, it's uh, right out of Lincoln Tunnel. Oh, that's the, that's the road that connects New York and Philly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, what were some of like the worst places you played when you were with Billy? Like what were like the most miserable cities that you've been to? If you remember. Miserable cities. Well, you know, when you're playing in an arena, it's all the same. You know, the drums are set up. You walk in. The stage is the same. You, everything is, we bring everything with us, light, sound. Uh, everything from the ground up is ours. It comes with us. Mm-hmm. So when a lot of house lights go out and you go up on the stage, it all looks the same. Right. You know, I mean, there's a couple of places that the acoustics are so bad. You know, they're, they're built for hockey, not, not for sound. <laughs> yeah. First time we played in Australia, we played at this place in Sydney or Melbourne, and it was raining and the roof was leaking. <laughs> There's a picture of Billy with an umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> well, Liberty, I, I I just can't thank you enough. We we this is such an honor. It's been so amazing having you join us today. Really, a real treat. It's it's you, unbelievable. You know, <laughs> I, I thought I thought you were going to go from A to Z. Okay, A, um, Allentown. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's what we do. We didn't want to take up too much of your time. We we certainly could have done that if you're up for uh, <laughs> our guest anytime. But yeah, we actually we had trouble because we were going to start with 52nd Street, and then we have this uh, guy we know from the New York Magazine who is like, why? Because 52nd Street wasn't a good starting song. And we're just like, we just put it in the F's and we're like, all right. So at least we could start with. Uh, we started with a trust. matter of trust. Yeah. <laughs> matter of trust is a good one. Yeah. That's one of my, uh, I don't, I, I don't like the song that much, but the video was always special because I always remember a, cause you guys are in it where I like when the band is in it always. Right. But uh, I always, I tell Alana all this all the time. There was a commercial when it first came out and they really, like, it's Billy Joe. 
with a new with a new video and a new baby <laughs> yeah alexa because they used to have those commercials for his albums all the time i'll never forget you know on channel nine late at night for the straight it's billy joe's new album stranger <laughs> unavailable of <laughs> sam goodies <laughs> yeah i used to have a card uh, one of those cards that they used to put up in the subways for um uh turnstiles it was it went in the subway oh cool yeah when i got mad at billy i threw everything out uh, <laughs> is that true because i would have put it up on ebay if you have it. smashed gold albums and you know all that kind of stuff are you and billy now on on good terms now I yeah yeah well you did you took care of that you're like come on let's yeah let's end this you sent uh, an email then you guys had breakfast together and you worked it out yeah it was right i mean you know it just uh, you know i started to uh i was asked we were asked to be inducted into loyal music hall of fame me richie russell and doug and uh, i wasn't going to do it because i was still bitter but i ended up doing it and we played for the audience and they went crazy because it sounded more like billy than billy does and then we said let's do this let's let's start this Lords of 52nd Street. And we started to do that. And now I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm learning the songs again, remembering all, the, all those memories came back. I'm playing with a bunch of guys that I've known for many, many years. And we've done all this music together. The only thing that was missing was the guy that I used to look at every night, you know, playing live or in the studio, you know, cue off each other. So I thought, you know what? I, I don't really care about that we played together. And, and music, we did make great music, but I, he was my friend. I mean, we were like brothers, you know, we, we, our families were together on Thanksgiving, you know, we go for Christmas and all that kind of stuff. So I missed my friend. And that, that's the part that, that we have back now is the friendship, not the, the musical part. You know, it's like, it's done. We did what we had to do. He doesn't record anymore. He, we're both getting older. When's he going to stop? And, um, you know, I don't want the gig back unless the old band was there again. Yeah. And it's always surprising sometimes that, you know, you're going to play at Madison Square Garden once a month. Why not bring the old band back for one time, a little anniversary action? We always say, why not play something we never heard before one time, something different? You know, it's always the same songs. Yeah. Well, I don't know. That's, that's um, if he said if he said, hey, you want to play you, Russ, Rich and. And a couple of other guys from the Lords. Yeah, let's do it. Well, wouldn't that but, be something else? We'd like that very much. Yeah. Well. But we're <laughs> excited to see the Lords of 52nd Street anyway. So Yeah, you got to see it. You got to check it out. You'll see yeah. all those songs, those albums that you mentioned, you know, uh, Turnstiles, Stranger, uh, 52nd Street, Glass Houses. Most of the tunes are from that. We do stray and go to extremes and, and, and we do Keeping the Faith and, you know, but really? we try to keep it in uh, when I call it the Richie years. Those are the Richie years. <laughs> sometimes when you uh, are playing the songs, you said like sometimes you were missing looking at your friend. Is there, we sometimes say maybe Billy doesn't play this particular song anymore because it brings back too many memories uh, or maybe he's in a bad place. Is there a particular song that, you know, just brings back too many memories? I can't do it. Uh, for me? Yeah. I was always the funny guy in the band, you know, yeah. <laughs> I would, I would change his lyrics all the time. Oh, we know and, for honesty, well, to sodomy. honesty was nothing. My life was even worse. And there's a reason why there's just a piano. Because I wrote lyrics to that part for him. 
You can tell us what they are. This is a, I can't not, tell you. an I adult can't podcast. Tell you. Yeah, no, you have to. I, I we do. Elon does a parody every week. We, we I, want to I, hear this. I can't do it because I have daughters and I don't want them to know what it is. They don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> but they might. But, Damn it. but it was, it's, it's so bad that he said, I can never write lyrics to that part. I'll, I'll never be able to write lyrics to that part because it's so in my head now what you said. <laughs> that oh, this is killing us. Oh, man. I wish we could hear it. So it's funny that you say you're the, the funny guy. I kind of got that feeling because we always heard the stories about you changing lyrics and everything. But it, feel like, it feels like Billy always feels like he's a comedian. Like you mentioned earlier, this live performance at the Capitol Theater. And there's a YouTube video of that where before the entertainer, Billy does about nine straight minutes of basically stand-up comedy. Yeah. When he would go off on tangents like that, were you guys just like, come on, man, wrap it up? Or did you like that? <laughs> No, it, we liked it in the beginning. Towards the end, when, when, when I was playing, it was like when he's, he's get political and, and you know, when after nine eleven. Oh right, that was tough. That was yeah. tough. I, I, I remember, you know, Richie uh, talks in between the songs for the Lords. You know, he mentions stuff and stuff like that. And he asked me today, "Am I talking too long?" And I said, "No, you're doing fine. You know when to stop talking and when it's time to play another song." I said, "Billy." Towards the end there, used to talk so much between the songs. I would have been sweating from playing the songs before it. By the time he was done talking, I was bone dry. (laughs) (laughs) God, you're such a, yeah, you're a really talented drummer too. It's really great. I mean, just, it's, uh, you know, it's funny with drummers. You would think, you know, you see guys that get older and they're playing the guitar, they play the piano, but drumming is so difficult. How do you keep it up? Do you exercise? Well, it used to, no, I don't exercise. <laughs> it, it used to be sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Right. Now it's four Advil, a Snickers bar, and some nice icy hot. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. And I hope we, maybe we could have you on another time when we're just talking about one particular song, maybe Zanzibar. Maybe you like that one the best. But uh, yeah. thank you so much for coming on. And our listeners are going to be thrill this is really a thrill for both of us uh we couldn't imagine this would ever happen right well that's great send me the link when you're ready to put it up and i'll uh, oh no no we don't want you to listen to it but uh no i don't uh, want to listen to it i'll just put it up (laughs) no that'd be great yes thank you so much for joining us my pleasure absolute pleasure for us and a lot of fun and uh maybe see you in jersey yeah i hope so definitely at least you know it'll be warm yeah Yes, exactly. Good luck in Buffalo. Sorry. (laughs) I'll let you know. (laughs) Yes, please do. Liberty DeVito, everybody. I'm Billy Joel Edizich.